Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. Good afternoon, everybody. We're talking about alternative ways to hire salespeople when your company is getting started. So sales are the lifeblood of every company. What do you do when you need to grow revenue and have a limited budget? Well, you get creative. And today we're talking about an interesting alternative to driving sales. Today's quote, pretend that every single person you meet is a sign around his neck that says, make me feel important. Not only will you succeed in sales, but you will succeed in life. And that was Mary Kay Ash. I'm Rick Gerard, and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to help entrepreneurs and startup executives avoid costly hiring mistakes. We do this by identifying a specific problem and provide proven tactical solutions to help you win the right hire. We're sharing insights from top-performing rebel entrepreneurs, disruptors, and industry experts like our guest today, Marianella Gombosev. She is the president and COO of Evoke Neuroscience, which is a commercial stage diagnostic company focusing on early detection of Alzheimer's and other dementias with a vision of ultimately eradicating dementia. Great cause. I love it. Marinella is a roll up the sleeves leader who strives to work across all levels of an organization, lead from a place of authenticity, and effectively represent the company to its clients, partners, and investors. Over 50,000 patients have been assessed by Evoke's technology, and under Marinella's leadership, the company has twice been ranked the Inc. 500 or 5,000 fastest growing private companies which makes her the perfect guest for today. Marianella, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, today we're going to cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of hiring independent sales reps because we're going to talk about your experience with that and then how to hire them and what to look out for. Independent sales reps, why? <laughs> yeah, great question. So... First, let's define what an independent sales rep is. So an independent sales rep is a professional salesperson that works for themselves, either under any kind of organizational structure, or they could lead a small independent team, and they are not an employee of the company. So in order to qualify as an independent sales rep, it's uh, typically paid in a 1099 basis. They have to have meet certain legal requirements, uh, including having multiple clients, not working under your direction, et cetera. And we won't talk much about that today. But um, just so that everybody's clear, the, an independent sales rep is a professional salesperson who represents multiple products. So they choose which products they represent. And it's our job to identify the right ones and make sure there's alignment and incentives um, and call points and bring success to the company in a model that doesn't require a lot of overhead and upfront investment. So what was the problem that you were trying to solve initially that made you choose this model? Yeah. So when I came on with Evoke almost five years ago, the founders had brought uh, a great product to market. However, uh, at the time, we did not have sufficient funds to hire our own sales force. Uh, this typically runs a minimum of $2 million if you're really looking at attacking the U.S. market. So, and, and that's just to get started. And of course, um, at that stage of the company, we knew we had to generate revenue. We had a great product. We had to get 
get it out to market, but we did not have that capital to invest in that orga- uh, sales organization. That happens so often, too, because most of the money gets absorbed by R&D, right? Yeah. And so uh, really to do this very rapidly and quickly, rather than hiring one salesperson in a certain region to try to get traction in that one area, I decided that it would be smart for the company to explore uh, this 1099 model, um, not just because it's less capital intensive, but also gave us a a huge resource uh, in various geographies in the U.S. to uh, get feedback from the market. So it extends your reach quite a bit. Yeah, not only extends our reach, uh, but it also gives us insights on reimbursement and uh, opinions about our product in a diverse geographical area. Is this a model that you had worked with before, maybe one of your prior companies, or was this something that came about via research that you did? Or yeah, it's something that it came about via research that I did. So I you had not employed. Yes, basically, and I gave it a lot of thought, and we considered it internally quite a bit. Decided to give it a try, and basically. Um, I was tipped off to a, a great resource online that is basically a, a website for hiring independent sales reps, or okay. they're also sometimes called manufacturers reps. Okay. Um, and once I came upon that resource, I used it as a recruiting tool. How did this help you grow the company? Well, yeah, I, you know, with a very focused effort in the first three months, we were basically able to onboard 50 independent sales reps. And how much did that cost you? Um, it costs us zero up front other than our own labor to put the program together, incentives, plans, uh, training materials, etc., and our own staff to uh, facilitate the onboarding training. Uh, but there was no upfront costs, which other than a subscription fee of I think it was um, 99 bucks a month uh, for the service for recruiting uh, okay. through this website. Did you guys figure out exactly how much it cost you or get a round number of how much it cost you to just create and drive that program? Well, because all of the compensation is paid out upon successful sales, there are no upfront costs, sure. really. So, no, we did not um, try to calculate whether it's um, w- what percentage of our overhead went to that. But there were no outside capital requirements. Let's See, just put that's it that way. such a great resource for a lot of smaller startups. And, and I think a lot of them don't know about that. Or even if you do research, it's kind of hard to find that. Because I looked at the website you told me about, and I'm like, wow, okay, so these guys have been around for a long time. But you don't hear about this too often unless somebody were to turn this on to you. You're right. And I actually did some pretty deep research in this area, talking to a lot of sales reps, and um, this was brought up to me. And and so it's it's not kind of a niche, I would say, f- as far as sales reps are concerned. But what's interesting about it, too, is that even though we're a medical technology company, this um, model can apply to anything from beauty products to services to medical technologies, etc., um, industrial equipment. Um, so it's pretty broad in terms of the types of manufacturers reps you will find that employ this model. So what's been the upside of it so far for you? So we grew our company uh, 4x with this model. Wow. So it, it was a significant ramp for us at the time. So this enabled you to really spend no money up front, very, or very little money, time investment, up front and then be able to forex your your revenue. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it it's not that we didn't employ other channels. We still continue to go to tr- trade shows, etc. But when we look back at the history, about 80% of our sales uh, were derived from this source of sales. So you got something that's fairly quick mm-hmm. and deployable very quickly. You've got no money spend. What are the downsides? Well, it's 
taken a long time to learn <laughs> this. And I certainly knew some of it going in. But, you know, when you really get into something, you learn quite a bit. So that's something I really wanted to share with the audience is it sounds really great. And it is, but you have to understand what you're getting yourself into. What essentially you're doing is you are employing somebody else's independent relationships to get you in the door um, in front of doctors. And some of the downsides to that could be that because these are not your employees, you have to be really careful in how you train them and monitor the way they represent your brand, your product, the accuracy, uh, and the quality of the representation in the marketplace. That's a huge thing. It is. It's it's a big challenge because that could put you at a at a huge liability if you don't have that training set up or if somebody's misrepresenting you and your company. Yeah. So if anybody's considering this model, I would definitely caution that you have a very solid contract that you set expectations very clearly and that you control as much in house as you can. For example, we never let our reps create their own materials without our approval. Every single piece of communications that was customer facing was either created or in writing approved by uh, our company. And then I would imagine you have to continuously hire, 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 hire people, right? Like, so it's a cycle that you're going to have to keep putting into the funnel. Yeah. So, and that's turned out to be sort of this revolving door, a concept that I like to call it. So just like sales is a game numbers game, so is recruiting of independent reps. You know, the more you have in the door that are well trained, the more of a chance you have to uh, be successful. But because there's nothing holding them there, and because there are other products they can pick up, they will move on to whatever product basically makes them the most money has the most success for them. Uh, because of that, there has to be a really high turnover, either because they couldn't sell in the first place, uh, they weren't targeting well, or they just decided to move on to something else. You got to pay pretty high commissions in order to gain their attention, especially if they're selling multiple projects, right? Correct. Yeah. And that's an important point too, is, is when you go into this model, you have to understand that you are buying their time. And a salesperson is always going to go where they're most commissioned. It's just a natural order of things. That's what you want. So you want to incentivize them to take your product as the leader product. So the important point is that when you incentivize them, it has to be a significant percentage, usually a percentage of your revenue that you generate from the product. So it's costly on the back end, not the front end. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So certain products may not qualify if you don't have a high margin, uh, gross margin on your product product, you may not have enough room to let a manufacturer's in and come sell your product. I would imagine that would be tough with competitive marketplace, right? Potentially, yeah. Okay. You're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard. Hey, book me to come speak at your next corporate event. You can find out how at rickgerard.com. We're speaking with Marianella Gombasev. She's the president and COO of Evoke Neuroscience. And we're talking about salespeople, specifically independent sales reps, as an alternative to hiring a sales staff. So how do you go about and hire them, Marianella? Like what process would you go through? Yeah. So the first thing is to identify a recruiting resource. Um, I've actually not just used the website I mentioned before, but I've actually used other sales rep managers to recruit other reps. So the first thing is get your comp plan right. We just talked about that a little bit ago. Sure. Um, make sure that it's highly incentivizing to the audience 
market test it, run it by a few people, make sure you've got the right comp. Um, once you've got that, um, you need to really clearly define who your product is for. Startup entrepreneurs generally like to say, oh, well, it's for everybody. Yeah, they don't um, want to lose a sale. Exactly. Yeah. And so and that's the surest way to lose a sale is by selling your product to everybody. Yep. Um, it's about hyper-targeting, and which I, I'm sure you talk uh, a lot about. Absolutely. You're not going to go sell your product to uh, a chiropractor or a massage therapist. Right. It makes so, sense that you have a really targeted market. Yes. So you have to be extremely clear, even when you're recruiting, who you're targeting. Because that goes two ways. One, you're going to waste a lot of time and lose a lot of sales if you're targeting everybody. But more importantly, and from a practical sense, if you bring on an independent rep who is not seeing your target audience, they will never reach your target customer. So because they represent other products, um, you have to make sure that the call points match. And what I mean by that is basically that your product matches exactly the target audience as best as possible of the other products that the sales rep is selling. So you're effectively buying their relationships, the relationships they have in the market they're accustomed to. Yeah, there are two things. So one is... um, you're buying their relationship in the sense of if they have already sold to a particular customer who's aligned with your product, then you have a that much of a greater chance of selling to that same customer. In fact, that sales rep does because they already have a relationship, established business relationship. That's much different than going cold calling and knocking on doors. And that activity occurs too. And that's another reason why the call point matching is is key because when they go knocking on doors, spend the day you know talking to 12, 15 doctors. You want to make sure they're your target audience. So you got the target audience. Now what do you do? So once you make sure that the target audience matches, I always like to determine... So are you running ads? Is that how you're finding these people? Yeah. So they're actually, it's a two-way street. So we run both ads so that sales reps come to us, but we also do an active search um, via websites and other sales rep managers that target out reps. Gosh, this feels so icky to me because it's so transactional. (laughs) I like I, I'm more relationship driven. I know you're buying their relationship, but I get it. And it's necessary, especially if you're trying to scale your company. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a end all be all. It's it's one way to do something. And you have to understand its pros and cons. And it is very transactional. Although I've, I've built personally relationships with several reps that over the years, we've we've stayed in touch. And even though we've never met in person, we, you know, uh, stay in touch also personally. So they can keep coming back and helping you out. And they're probably good referral sources. for Yeah, absolutely. See that right there. I love that part. <laughs> it keeps me excited. Okay, so you reach out to him, you place ad, uh, you schedule a call with somebody. What are you looking for in the call? Yeah, so I want to see their appetite for our product and their aptitude for understanding our product and its application. Because we are a medical device, this is not the easiest type of sale. So somebody has to be intellectually curious and um, want to make the time to learn the product. Okay. So you're evaluating their relationships, you're kind of getting to know what their technical capabilities are. And then if that meshes, then you make them an offer. Yeah. So the other, the last is piece is I like to see if they have an app, what appetite they have for this. You know, is this just going to be one of the 10 products they represent and they'll, you know, never bring it up to a doctor? Is this going to be one or two or three in their bag, as we say? So, and if and that depends on your comp plan, really. It depends on the comp plan. It depends on the fit with their customer base and their target audience. And how excited they are about the product. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you need somebody geeks out on your product. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing your whole hiring process 
process over the phone, right? You're not meeting with people. Yeah. So because this is so, we talked about earlier, it's a revolving door. It's a volume game. We've really tuned the process to make this uh, feasible within ideally two calls. How many people do you need to hire in order for you to get that 4x? Well, you're going to live by the 80-20 rule, right? So only 20% of them are going to provide income for your company? Yeah, the 80-20% rule, I would say definitely applies to this. So just think about that. 80% drop off rate? Um, it's not even necessarily drop off. It's either not not successful out of the gate. Uh, it could be drop off. Um, so yeah, a v- variety of factors. So you're essentially preparing for a love hate relationship, and you got to keep the funnel going. Yeah, and you have to, you know, really um, as you go in this, even though it's transactional, you have to take care of the reps. You you have to understand that they have the hardest job. They're the ones out there on the front lines. They don't know your product as well as you do. So you have to support them. And you have to develop the relationship with them to make sure that they. They, if they like you as a person, if they like your company, they're gonna they're gonna go the extra mile for you. That's for sure. And and you also have to make sure you deliver on your promises. If you say you're gonna pay them within X days of closing the sale, you better pay them yeah. because these guys are 100% motivated by commissions and they're putting in the work up front for you. So you really have to deliver on the back end. They're putting all this work in and not getting paid for any of it. It's all success based. Absolutely, that's a hard job to have. It is. That's my job. I. <laughs> All right. Um, we're just about out of time. What would you say would be the three key takeaways that you'd like our audience to walk away with? Yeah. So this is a great alternative model to consider. It has pros. It has cons. Really think about it and do your due diligence. I would say also control as much as you can uh, with the reps. Make sure that they're well equipped to represent you in the marketplace. Because Set them up for success. Exactly. Because if, if they're not, uh, it may come back to bite you and them. And it probably will, actually, because if you don't give them the tools they need to succeed, they're just going to be floundering all around. Mm -hmm. That just goes with anybody that you hire in any capacity. Don't expect that they're just going to come in and figure it out and do it right. Yeah. And just the last thing is, you know, deliver on your promises, you know, that that is a general comment for business in general, but especially when it comes to 1099 sales. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're just about out of time for today's show. Marinella, thanks so much for your time investment today. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, I'm sure that members of our audience would love to find out more about you and your company. How do they reach you? They can look me up on LinkedIn. Also, um, my email is mgombosev at evokeneuroscience.com. Can you spell it out for me? M-G-O-M-B-O-S-E-V at evoke, that's E-V-O-K-E, neuroscience.com. Perfect. And so if any of you that are listening are independent sales reps and you want to work for an awesome person because I know Marianella really well, then I would recommend reaching out to her. <laughs> So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. A quick thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. We need your feedback to bring more highly valuable content to you. You can join the Higher Power radio community at Higher, that's H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O dot com. And hey, have a look at rickgerard.com or stridesearch.com too. We've got some upcoming webinars that are going to be talking about the secret of passive recruiting. So we'd love to have you join us on that. Tune in next week. Our guest is going to be Shane Bernstein. Shane is the founder and CEO of Rollbot. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 